Congratulations! You're listening to Congratulations Pine Tree, the base number one arts and culture podcast with me, Kate Rhodes. And me, Maysoon Wazwaz. There are some corrections I need to make. Uh Uh-oh, did you get listener feedback this week? Well, yes, but from the listener, Kate Rhodes. Oh. (laughs) So... I have to say, this didn't happen on the show, but earlier today I was talking to you about the SF Zine Fair, and it's actually the SF Zine Fest. Oh my goodness. Okay. I think that's it for now. Hey, everyone. If you... Oh, we also got a new donation from an anonymous donor. What? And a very special anonymous donor. We say thank you deeply to our special dear friend who sent us a donation. thank you. And, of course, we will not be using that money to go to the Crystal Fair. We're using (laughs) it to for our web service and transportation if we ever see each other again. And um, things that are totally to do with the infrastructure of the show. Yes, really paying off our debt because we've been just in the red on the show so we're just really digging out of that hole and uh, so thank you to Anonymous thank you to our sustaining donors Jim Prosser and Anonymous a different Anonymous Wow! and if you want to donate to the show you can go to congratulationspinetree.com and hit the donate button up there in the top right corner and if you want to remain anonymous just send us an email at congratulationspinetree at gmail.com to let us know that you want to be anonymous yeah you can also email your comments and questions and concerns things you want may soon to research <laughs> if there's something we forgot definitely send me some of those things you can email those or you can send us a text message or call us at 419-351-6606 or you can tweet us at pine tree podcast Okay, Maysoon, we finally have a third person hey, coming. Kate, yep. You wanna take a quick you wanna take a quick breath from all that? You wanna take a little like Everyone, before okay. we start, don't forget, we're speaking as individuals and not members or representatives of any business, commission, governmental organization, NGO, nonprofit, um, cult, high school, dog sledders association. Maysoon, we have a third person finally on the show. Yes. We invited our friend Shannon to come on the show. That's your roommate, right? Uh, It's my old roommate, yeah. Mm -hmm. But she doesn't live there anymore? She doesn't live in here anymore. She took off during COVID, you know, as so many people did. Okay, so uh, let's get Shannon in here. Shannon recently did a mural commission for a tech company, a multinational, global, gigantic tech company, which is going to remain nameless. Wait, really? Okay. Everybody knows what it is. And so let's get Shannon in here. Let's get Shannon in. Oh, hey, guys. It's me, Shannon. Hey, Shannon. How's it going? We miss you over here at the apartment. It's going great. I miss you too, Mason. And the cats. And the cats. And Jimbo, oh, okay, of course. Cool. My brother from another mother. Sweet. That's so nice of you, Shannon. Hey, Shannon, I heard that you recently got a um, had a, a residency at one of these big tech companies in the, in the Bay Area. Residency is a kind of... The, you had a, maybe a little what we call it like an artist commission kind of a situation yeah basically right. the place pays you to come in and go ahead and do something on a wall in the office for two no not any days more than two weeks oh so <laughs> there's a time limit you actually have to propose oh, yeah. something that you can finish in a two-week period of time that's correct, because I after understand. two weeks, I believe you become an actual employee and they're <sighs> responsible to give you medical insurance. Oh, no way. 
Is that benefits true? and and things like that. That's what I was told. Oh, and I was let me thinking say, that maybe it was because after two weeks, you know, your ID it implodes on itself and you no longer have access. From what I've heard, nothing that they give you spontaneously combusts <laughs> or anything like that. Okay. And let me say, though, off the bat, okay, because I know you're about to drill me down like motherfucking Sarah Palin. <laughs> What? Sarah Palin. I know you're about to drill, baby, drill me. Well, Shannon, I have a lot of questions. It's true. Let me tell you that everyone I worked with was a great in the art department, which is a separate department from anything they got going on with the surveillance, the surveillance, the blood sucking, and the, the, the lightning farming, all that. The people that I dealt with in the art, doing art in the offices department were beautiful, lovely people, and I can't say enough good things about them. Did you work with, how many people did you, did you really interface with while you were there? Only in that department, maybe like four or five, really two main people, Jiminy and Jaminy. Jiminy and And, Jaminy! And they both will be emblazoned in my heart for all times, just as such sweet, nice people. Um, and loads of custodial staff and uh, security officers. But the actual workers with the computer people I would maybe see during free breakfast and free lunch. Sure enough. In tell, the us a little about, tell us a little bit about the free meals. There's good free food uh, that you have access to. It was in a building across the street from mm-hmm. the building I was oh, working it in. It wasn't actually in the same building. You had to leave the building. No. Was there like a the sky shuttle was in, across like from the 14th floor <laughs> over to the cafeteria or anything like unfortunately, that? Unfortunately, the sky shuttle. Did you have a, was there a fleet of Segways you could pop on to get, to get there that sort of hovercrafted <sighs> over the street? Mm. No, it's not quite like some South Bay campuses that have bicycles in a big pile that you can ride around on. No, you just take the elevator down to the first floor, walk outside. Oh, just a regular elevator, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the elevators were super weird. They they only would go. There were three banks of elevators, and they only could go to certain floors. I can't believe this is what you're asking about. I, You know what? You have been talking almost nonstop. I've barely been able to ask a question. <laughs> That's such a lie. You just have to their Segway fleets. <laughs> okay, tell us a little bit more about the food. What was okay, your favorite what meal? You, what, what do you want to know? What was the most surprising thing you ate? On view on well, offer, it was different every day. So there were uh, there was a lot of polenta, as you know. I'm vegetarian. Hmm. There were always vegetarian options. So Shannon, when you you know, I guess I'm curious about the process a little bit. Like when you were approached to do one of these commissions, um, I'm curious. To know like, did you submit a proposal? And was there a lot of back and forth? Did they? Sort of, were there certain parameters you had to stay within, other than like the two-week parameter for their murals? Were there rules what you could could and could not, you know, um, reflect in your work? Were there any kind of rules like that that you want to yeah. share with the listeners? Yes, it was much like other, the, you know, when I've worked with companies before. Yeah. Um, you know, there's usually some kind of stipulations. When I was asked to do this right out the gate, they were like, hey, you know, send us a proposal. 
that is for a cons- basically a conservative corporate, not conservative like Republican, but like you know uptight <laughs> for basically an uptight corporate environment. Okay. You know, like they were. It was pretty clear you can't do anything too out there. Like no, no, like you know, butts or anything. No nudity. No I nudity. actually heard about another artist that incorporated like um, someone in a painting who was on like a deserted island or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe like a shipwreck kind of deal. Mm-hmm. And they were bottomless, so showing their genitals. Oh, uh uh-huh. And they were asked to cover that up. Oh, wow. Yeah, so, I and I, you know, none of the work I saw there, and I have to tell you, I believe that this particular corporation has in its commissioned work or in collected work from Bay Area artists over 250 Bay Area contemporary artists in its collection. Like, I would say that's bigger than some museums in the Bay Area in terms of living Bay Area artists. So anyhow, yeah, I mean, it, it was never said like, hey, don't do this or this or this, but it was, if you've done work with, businesses before you kind of know what that means stay in your lane basically don't you're not going to have a dog fucking a mailman on a you know a fucking okay. cremation okay. <laughs> conveyor belt or whatever I, I think you know before you moved out of our apartment this you were these this was sort of in the works like you were in negotiation with with the folks over at this tech company and I believe there was something about like, did you have to sign like an NDA or something? What is that like? I don't know if I've ever had to sign one, to be honest. What's the real question? Like, what's it like to sign an NDA? I don't know. I didn't even read the whole thing. I want to know what's in it. (laughs) That's the question. I have no idea. They were supposed to email it to me, but I don't think I ever got it. Oh, because they're fucking you. Okay, got it. Great. But the NDA was nothing to do with, like, the art or whatever. It was like, I'm not going to go around and, like, sneak up behind people's shoulder and take pictures of the code that they're writing on their laptop. Yeah. Okay, great. You know, we're coming out of COVID here, and so I'm curious to know if you had much engagement or interaction with the people that actually work in the building. Did they come up to you? Did you go up to them? Was there any, you know, tell us a little bit about that. Um, Mainly just security officers and custodial staff. Mm -hmm. The actual office workers weren't fully in the building yet because of COVID. It was only a select small group of people that actually were coming into work okay so i would see a few people in the cafeteria they all looked about (laughs) really young i want to say like you know obviously in their 20s i'm 43 as you know Mm -hmm. uh, proud gemini these kids looked so young to me they looked like they just graduated from college and i'm guessing they probably did a lot of them yeah wow so no very diverse though a very like to me surprisingly racially diverse group of workers over mm-hmm. there in mm-hmm. mega huge tech company.com well, we know the tech companies are really working on that in fact all the institutions and corporations are really working on that right now um okay so how many security cameras did you count when you were there jillions never-ending amount of security okay. cameras it and, made me very and how self-conscious many, how many do you think you missed Infinity. Infinity. Okay, so you you you. How about in the bathroom? Do you feel like there are cameras None in the bathroom? None that I could see in the bathroom. Maybe by the sink. 
like the less the private but not so <laughs> invasive i think you gotta worry more about what they're seeing outside of the office than what mm. they're seeing inside mm-hmm. okay so you never you didn't get a handshake from like the ceo or the cfo i was really hoping there you'd were have, like, literally a- signs saying never to shake hands because of covid19 <laughs> so i didn't shake a single hand so i didn't okay. see any of the higher up executives yeah because sometimes when see- an artist is sort of you know in an institution doing a you know commission that's sort of like a high profile thing potentially not at all they got people coming in and out like a donor visit coming by everyone's so excited to see donor who's donating to a giant billion dollar company i don't mean in that situation i mean oftentimes you know be like the the supporter circle would come by it's like a there there were no special events for you to be ogled over no no one gave a shit <laughs> except the beautiful and lovely warm jiminy and jominy and the art department people jiminy who i jiminy. love okay so let's get down to the nitty-gritty i would like to know how your soul feels after this experience <laughs> okay well i gotta tell you uh even though i had very nice people working with me making me feel you know very welcome and taken care of I was, for the most part, alone in this floor, basically, completely by myself, on the high floor of a skyscraper, you know, and it was very sad. It was very sad. It was two years because of the pandemic that I had this uh, thing, you know, kind of on the horizon, Mm -hmm. you know, and it kept getting pushed back. And for that whole time, I was like, should I not do this? And I was annoying everyone around me, like, you know, going back and forth about what are the implications of working and getting money from a place that I despise and think shouldn't exist. And, um, you know, I at the end of the day, I was like, may as well do it because, you know, I can take that money. I can do something good with it. I I also feel like because the painting is inside the building and not like a big advertisement for the company outside. But it could be used as such, couldn't it? I actually opened up Shannon's phone and found a copy of the contract here. Okay, it says here, even though the artist retains the copyright to the work product, artists may not reproduce any of the work product without the company's prior written approval except for promotional materials, including postcard announcements in books about the art and in newspapers, online and magazine articles that discuss the work. And the artist hereby grants the company a worldwide royalty-free, sub-licensable, perpetual license to use, copy, modify, perform, display, and distribute the work and any image of the work for any purpose other than commercial use. So they can't, the artist keeps the copyright and the company can't use it for commercial use. Is that right? Yeah, I guess so. Anyhow, well, I just felt like may as well do it. So I went ahead and did it. I felt bad as soon as I got there. I got extremely depressed. Mm. <laughs> and I think I just want to say to any other artists that do this or are thinking about it that... There were definitely times where I was like, this isn't worth it Mm -hmm. just because of how bad it made me feel. Mm -hmm. And and so I was thinking I was trying when I would get kind of in a dark headspace, I would be like, "Okay, well, we're going to do good 
with this money and you know whatever we're gonna get just deal with it and get through it Mm -hmm. and then when people were there it was you know and i had someone to talk to was way less kind of upsetting and now that it's behind me i'm kind of like well it's fucking fine it's it really doesn't matter like I don't personally I don't believe that having my, this painting on the wall is going to help anyone do their job there. Mm-hmm. I don't think that they're going to sit there and see that painting and be like, "Oh yeah, like I can- really am going to code extra today. I'm really going to like install more cameras in the camera skin across <laughs> the world today." <laughs> like I don't think I help this company really, mm-hmm. except maybe if they get a tax break or something, but I'm pretty sure they're dodging every every kind of taxing and all of existence. But I definitely understand people that say no and don't want to do it. Do people say no? I don't know. know. I mean, there's definitely people that told me not to do it. Oh, uh uh-huh. You know, oh, and I was well. like, well, would you do it? And they're like, no. (laughs) Right. It's easy to do that. It's easy to say that, For sure. And there were also people where I would be like, you know, they kind of be like, yeah, it's bad. Like... You know, and then I'd be like, well, would you do it? Because I can recommend people. And then they'd be like, oh, yeah, recommend me. Mm-hmm. Recommend ah, me. Ah, geez, Louise. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Money's you know, money. I think the yeah. worst part other than just being in this place where, you know, bad things are happening, especially around now when there's a lot of news coming out about horrific things that tech companies do, aside from gentrifying and displacing people in cities like san francisco and all over the world Mm -hmm. and uh it felt really bad at times so i would say if you choose not to do it more power to you but i also want to say that if you do do it and there's many artists where if somebody's like hey let me drive a truckload of money up to your house Mm -hmm. like it doesn't matter where it's coming from you need that money and i have nothing i can't fault anyone no for for taking what they can in this shitty capitalist hellscape and um and i just would say like um if anyone is in a position where they're feeling bad like reach out like make sure anytime you're depressed that you're getting support yeah that's all i mean that's really making it sound way dramatic for something that i think for many people would just be a joyous occasion yeah i think most people (laughs) and a big opportunity and accomplishment or whatever but it was very fraught and uh yeah that's what i'll say about it i was going to actually ask you regarding accomplishments if this is something you'd put on your resume or if you feel like it's something that will somehow propel your art career um, I would say as far as propelling my art career, probably not. Yeah. I think as far as putting it on my CV, I think it would kind of depend on what it was I was submitting my CV for. Yeah. Like if you're submitting it for another tech commission, you could Some, add it. <laughs> or like any kind of thing, like an illustration job, really oh, right. like a job, if it was for some kind of job. My understanding is that you, Shannon, that you were... Um, you were able to bring in or you were allowed to bring two people to work with you like if you need an assistant or whatever (laughs) and that you didn't really take advantage of that and i think in your case you probably should have because it sounds like you maybe could have used some like 
comic relief while you were there a little bit. <laughs> know what I mean? Uh, yeah. I Well, my main person that I would have asked to come with me moved down to L.A., of course. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and... Um, and then I have a lot of other friends that I might have invited, but then I was afraid they would do shenanigans <laughs> and get me kicked out. Yeah. Well, that's a good fear. That's probably a reasonable fear. <laughs> All right. And so at this point, have you gotten fully paid? Yes. I actually got my last payment while I was still finishing it before I was even done, oh. which I have to say is the most, like, one of the most, like, quickly um paid invoices i've ever submitted to someone um okay shannon did you have anything else you wanted to add anything anything else you wanted to let the listeners know about this particular experience mm, i really thought you were going to come for me harder than that what uh, do you mean sarah palin style i thought you were going to sarah palin my ass no why would i do that you're sarah palin your ass enough already Shannon, so sometimes on the podcast, Kate Kate especially really likes to rate things. I give it a 10. One time she tried to give something an 11, which I did not allow to happen because our scale is 1 to 10. How would you rate this experience, all of it, all aspects of it, on a scale of 1 to 10? I definitely used the money in a way that made it worth it for me. Mm-hmm. And so I, you know, even though it was a fraught situation and I do feel very alienated... <laughs> Not really. That's kind of an overstatement, but I do feel like I kind—I of, feel like I kind of let my community down or something doing this. Certain people, but um, I also know that there are people that got good from this, and it was a one few one of the few times I felt like I could use my skills as an artist to like. I don't know, do something in the world. So I, so that's the positive side. On the negative side, I was very depressed, and I feel like I'm now associated with a company that I hate. So I'm going to go ahead and give it a 7.9. Wow, that's much, much <laughs> higher than I would have expected. I was thinking more around 5, <laughs> frankly. Uh-huh. Well, well Shannon, in summation, for me, the the pros outweighed the cons. Oh, well, that that's that's a that's an amazing thing to walk away with. I personally despise this company. Um, so, but <laughs> we you know. all do. Everyone does. We all despise it. We all give them all our information. We all do. You know, I kind of feel like it's a little bit more giving to them to just have accounts with their services really than to do a fucking painting for them and steal their money. Mm-hmm. You didn't steal their money. They paid you for your work. Yeah, but my work is without value. What do you mean? What is there? They Obviously can't make money off of it. Well, they can make money off of your posts. They can make money off your eyes seeing the ads on their stuff. Well, I don't know. That's a question for the people that run the program, I guess. Why? Why is the company doing it? I mean, they they they, they probably said for Just the to betterment. make themselves feel cool. I'm sure they couch it in like to make our employees feel like they're coming to an exciting place of work, like that kind of thing, or. Or just like we feel like we're giving back to local artists or whatever. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure there's like some kind of community. Uh, community angle right giving back to the community that we're stealing from and murdering okay shannon get your ass out of here oh shannon. okay thank you goodbye 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 goodbye, goodbye. bye now that we dealt with our pariah <laughs> well i am really looking forward to 
this this um, exhibition by for the Foresight Foundation that's taking place at the old Cliff House. I know that it just the exhibition just opened over the weekend this past week, and it's called Land's End, and I believe the topics are uh, environmentally leaning, is my understanding. And it's free to get in. You have to um, sign up for a ticket. I think they're doing proof of vaccination. Open through March 27th, 2022. So you have lots and lots of time to go check it out. And you're going to give me a ride over there, right? And we're going to go together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you want to go on Sunday? And I'm, touch butts? We're going to touch butts. <laughs> okay, listeners, make sure you come and we can all touch butts in a big circle. It'll be really cute. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> okay, love that. Okay. Well, we got an alert, Maysoon. Oh, gosh. Hopefully not an amber alert. No, it is a golden alert for a golden opportunity to see a vibrant exhibition of, of sculpture. Oh, wow. That's a <laughs> lot of descriptors right there. <laughs> golden alert. Vibrant. Should I, should gold. I, <laughs> should I bleep out the amber alert? Okay, Maysoon, there's an exhibition of sculpture by over 27 contemporary artists Whoa. from Guadeloupe, Martinique, French Guyana, and Haiti that addresses the various positionings of the post-colonial condition in this region. It's an original exhibition developed by Hunter East Harlem Gallery at Hunter College in New York City, oh. and it comes to the San Francisco Art Institute's campus galleries November 18th through February 19th and will be free for the general public. Oh, interesting. The title of the exhibition is Dust Specks on the Sea, which is derived from a quote by former French President Charles de Gaulle describing his view of the French Caribbean islands from an airplane in 1964 how weird dust specks on the sea that's all he could fucking say so we should go see it there's going to be an opening reception on november 18th from 4 to 7 p.m with some of the artists present Mm. and you should really really go okay here's the deal may soon it's the last few days to be able to see dewey crumpler's show at um cushion works yeah he just published a book that's right it's the complete hoodie works 1993 to present and you really need to get over there and see the show before it closes yeah it is up through november 20th and walk-in visitors are welcome fridays three to six and saturdays 12 to three and make sure to put your hand in the soft jar the soft downy (laughs) the soft jar (laughs) the jar of soft down feathers Okay, is that more just direct for you? <laughs> Maysoon, I don't know if you heard of this book, but it's all the rage. It's called Birds of Lake Merritt by Alex Harris. I have heard of it. One of my friends is particularly obsessed with it these days. You just can't put it down. And I got to tell you, <laughs> this week I want to put a highlight on the Western Grebe. Nice. Have you heard of this? Yes, of course. But have you heard of it by its Latin name, Acmorphous Ascendentalis. You know, I'd like you to do that one more time. <laughs> Why? Why? Because <laughs> I couldn't understand it. Acmorphous Ascendentalis. Okay, thank you. And they can be from 21 to 29 inches in length. Western grebes are one of five types of grebe that spend time at Lake Merritt where they can be found diving beneath the surface in pursuit of their fish dinners. The grebe's pointy yellow beak pokes out from a black hood that is connected to its sooty body 
by a wide black stripe down the back of a long, otherwise white neck. I have to say, I don't know if I've ever seen one of these. They're really pretty. They have, like, red eyes, though. They really do. They kind of remind me of, like, the swan in Swan Lake. Um, Very, uh, a very graceful bird. Like, dramatic and kind of scary. And, like, was it Swan Lake? Remember the one, the version that Natalie Portman was in where she went insane, where she, like, lost it? And Black that Swan one. by Darren Aronofsky. Black Swan, thank you. Kind of reminds me of that one where it's sort of like a, a little bit scary, but beautiful It's also. interesting you say that because according to Alex Harris, when they find themselves ashore, they stagger like a drunken tap dancer. Oh, <laughs> interesting. I love that it's described as a tap dancer. How interesting. How wild. Oh, wait. California lakes such as Clear Lake north of Napa can see thousands of them nesting and breeding during the summer breeding season, where they perform extravagant courtship rituals such as running in tandem across the lake surface. <laughs> wow, freaky. Commonly known as water dancing. Wow, they're the dancing bird, Mason. Oh, this is your that. bird right here. Love that. The Western Grebe. So cool. Great job, Western Grebe. I'm going to be looking out for these guys. From the bridge. Oh, to the other bridge. To the island in between. This has been Congratulations, Congratulations Pine Trees. Pine Trees.